Welcome to the Scottish Business Network podcast. Hello, I'm Fraser Allen and I'm back with the second of three special episodes of the Scottish Business Network podcast in partnership with the UK Government's Department of Business and Trade and in particular its international markets team for Latin America and the Caribbean. In this episode, we're going to hear from Spencer Mahoney, His Majesty's Deputy Trade Commissioner for Latin America and the Caribbean, based in Mexico. Brimming with enthusiasm for the region, Spencer explains why there are great opportunities for many Scottish businesses in these markets and how he and his team can help. He also casts a fresh light on countries that perhaps don't always get the most balanced coverage in the media. For anyone interested in trade opportunities with this part of the world, it's a great listen. If you have any queries about markets in Latin America and the Caribbean or would like to explore trade opportunities there, do get in touch by sending an email to exportsupport.latac at fcdo.gov.uk. I'll repeat that email address at the end of this episode and you can also find it in the show notes. Spencer Mahoney, great pleasure to to have you on the podcast. And let's dive straight in by asking you a bit about your your background. You know, where did, where did you hail from, uh, and, and how did you? What sort of path took you to to Mexico? Yeah, so I mean, I'm originally from Kent, as you might be able to tell from the accent. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've sort of most of my career has been overseas. After university, I, I was in Japan doing some some teaching, and then I I joined the government in in London. And uh, I, I will talk about that bit. But then someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know, do you fancy going to China to help out in the embassy? Because we're doing loads more business with China. And I went and did that. And I thought that was brilliant fun. And then and then I went to India and started helping British businesses in India. And then I was in the States. Uh, and then I took a bit of a break from government and joined this crazy tech company in the US that's now listed on the stock exchange, took them around the world. And then after Brexit, they created these new jobs to help increase trade. And my role is the Deputy Trade Commissioner for Latin America. And I thought, you know what? I'm up for going back into government. I want to help our businesses grow. Um, it's a kind of key moment in history. So I, I jumped back on board. I've been in Mexico for three and a half years, um, you know, trying to help Britain do, do more trade deals, do more exports and bring investment. Um, uh, and it's, it's great to talk to you today um, and talk a bit about, you know, how, how we can help Scottish businesses. Wow. So you really do have a, a great sense of adventure. What's it like living and working in Mexico? You, you must enjoy it if you've been there for over three years. You're not going to believe me when, they say, when I say this, but I'm really nervous that I'm never going to live anywhere as nice again. Um, we're, we're really privileged. We, we, we live in a really nice part of Mexico City. Mexico City is 2,600 metres up, which means it's the perfect weather every day. It's never hot. It's never cold. It's like a, a summer's day. It's quite green and lush in the city. Um, it's got amazing food and there's a really good buzz. You know, this is a, a city and a country kind of on, on the rise. So it's, it's super exciting. It's a bit like bits of Miami meets Madrid uh, meets a bit of, 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 of New York. So, I mean, I'm here with the family. They absolutely love it. And they're going to have to drag us out <laughs> at the end of the country. That's very interesting to hear because and it's a, a theme that that we've all already visited in the first episode of this this series because I think there's a lot of preconceptions about Latin America and it's, it's interesting to hear actually a lot of the, the, the good news stories about the place rather than, than some of the negative media it's had in the past. 
Yeah, I think I think it's one of the challenges. If you if you turn on the news, you know, you, you've got narco's. Uh, you turn on the news, there's lots there's lots of political changes, right? But 600 million people in this in this region that that, that I cover. And if you go to many of the cities, the business people turn up and they're like, wow, this is like Madrid. Uh, this, this is a bit like the UK. You know, the bits of the, of the cities are really developed. And often business people are going to India, Africa, and they haven't thought of this part of the world. And yet, you know, a bit like in India, we have a history here. You know, we built the railways in Argentina, in Brazil. We invested in mining and our interest trailed off. But actually, we're really welcome here. And people want to deal with Brits. You know, they trust us. Um, uh, they respect, you know, the business practices and they want to work with us. So it's a really good place to be. Yeah. And our exports, depending on how you cut it, you know, you're talking you know, well over 10 billion a year. So we can do well if people come and spend the time to grow the business. Great. Uh, can you tell us then a bit more about what you're doing to, to help businesses out there and what sort of companies you work with? So that's sort of three strands. The, the first one is actually bringing investment to, to, say, Scotland, right? So there's a company called De Bon from Columbia that owns a soaps work near Glasgow. So we try and encourage more people to come and invest, you know, set up, manufacture. We also work with venture capitalists to put money into startups. And we've had some money from Chile going into startups in Scotland, um, which is really cool. So, so, so we do a bit of that. We obviously do policy work, you know, post-Brexit, we're really keen to try to improve the regulatory frameworks. And so we're focused in Colombia and Brazil on offshore wind. You've got this brilliant industry in Scotland. Can we bring that capability to this region? So we're trying to help ensure that the regulations encourage the industry to grow. And then we, we, we benefit from that. So it's kind of a policy, policy area of work. And the third one is, frankly, shamelessly promoting uh, business from the UK. So right now in Mexico City, we've got a big showcase on um, uh, UK food and drink. And we've got a bunch of Scottish um, brands in whiskies and gins exhibited um, uh, in the in those shopping malls because there's a lot of wealthy people who want to buy high-end goods from, say, Scotland because they see that brand, they find it exciting. So it's that sort of three tiers of whatever we can do to help promote economic growth um, for, say, businesses in Scotland or, or elsewhere in the UK. Brilliant. Uh, just sort of touching back on, on what we discussed a, a little earlier, do you think there are some myths and misconceptions about the the market over there that uh, that Scottish and UK businesses perhaps need to overcome. I mean, so I cover the whole of Latin America and the Caribbean, so it's it's a vast area. So so one area I think is the Caribbean. You know, you talk to businesses and and they say, well, the Caribbean, there's no point in me going there, right? It's really small, it's really difficult. But actually, for our business, for Scottish businesses, yeah, you know, these islands don't make enough of their own food and their own food. So so there's an opportunity to to supply them. Um, they don't manufacture in some of these mar- in markets. So there's a natural need for goods. They can't make their own. And then the sort of services, you know, you've got in Scotland, you've got fintechs. There's an opportunity to provide technologies for the, for the future. So there's a perception about the size of the markets and people writing up the small ones. And then, yeah, the, it, it can be difficult, right? There's a, there's a language challenge in some markets. But actually, if you invest the time, you'll find there's a customer loyalty in this part of the world that's really quite special. You can deal, do a deal in the U.S. I've worked in the U.S. really quickly. But it doesn't mean in a year's time you're going to continue to have that deal. Whereas here, if you invest the time, business is personal. You do business with friends. And so that, that makes it quite, quite appealing if you're, if you're willing to jump on the, on the plane 
um, to invest that time. So if, if I had a Scottish business and I saw an opportunity in, in Latin America or the, or the Caribbean, what practical things would you and the team be able to help me with on, on the ground? So, so you, the, the Scottish businesses have a representative here in Mexico City for Scottish Development International. Um, so we work really closely together. You know, our goal is, right. Well, number one, it's great you're interested and we try to get you more interested. We'd share you information about the markets, who are the potential customers, how would you go about, you know, sorting the logistics, do you need an importer, do you need a distributor? So we try to advise, you know, which, which part of this mega region would you go to? The second thing we do, if you really were interested, we try and connect you with some, some people, so with some customers, with some distributors, uh, hopefully to get you to come and visit. Because you, you would need to come and look the people in the eye that you're going to do business with to make sure that they trust you. So it's that knowledge, um, introductions. And, you know, icing on the cake, you know, I mentioned in Mexico City, we've got this great big event celebrating food and drink. Maybe the ambassador will make their house available so you can do a little launch party to bring in your customers. So essentially, whatever we can do within reason to help people grow a business, we're, we're up for it. You know, our job is to help people people grow and prosper uh, from, from the UK. Uh, and what advice would you give to businesses who may not be familiar with these markets and in terms of how they prepare? So the same as any other um, international market, you know, uh, a bit, bit more difficult than sending stuff to Dublin or Amsterdam. But if firstly, you know, research, who are the customers there? You know, are you supplying somebody in Scotland that actually is has an operation in the region? Because then you could go and say, hey, I supply you here. Can I can I help you over there? But do your homework. Find out who the customers are. Who are your competitors? Are, there, are they in the market? And we can help with all of this. And then you know, invest, a, develop a plan that invests time. So, you know, not one visit and I'm done. I think over next year, I'm going to take a number of trips subject to meeting these sort of criteria and then come and come and visit um, and get the proper help, right? Make sure you've got people to advise on the contracts. You know, you have good agreements with your with your distributors. So it's the same as any other part of the world, but probably give a bit more time. And I'd say connect with our team or other advisors just to make sure you understand the, the kind of cultural differences about how you how you do business. Often here, it's quite hierarchical. So you'll need the approval of, of quite senior people. And Spencer, you've, you've mentioned some of the sectors that you're working with. Could you tell us a bit about some of the specific Scottish companies that, that you've helped out there? Yeah, so energy is a really big one. You've got an energy transition here, a bit like in, in, in the UK. So we're doing quite a bit with Scottish companies to position them for the development of offshore wind um, and also hydrogen. So Robert Gordon University from Scotland, they're really active talking to governments to train the government people to be ready to then grow these um, uh, industries. So that's that's quite exciting. I mean, Food and food and drinks a big one, right? Lots lots of interest. Um, so here in Mexico City, I, uh, we've got Hendrix, the Botanist Gin Companies, McAllen, Johnny Walker. All of those brands are um, exhibiting. Um, also in energy, Agreco, uh, a, a brand you're probably familiar with. They're very active, looking at supplying power in sort of remote areas um, where there's where there's mining and trying to encourage that use of renewables power so power's um a big one renewables uh, food and drink education lots lots of in interest food and drink you know, most sectors you can probably find an opportunity salmon's a big one for us brazil didn't allow salmon to come from from the uk so we managed to get that opened up through some policy work and we've flown a bunch of sushi chefs 
over from Brazil to Scotland. And we're like, wow, we didn't know that you had such good salmon. So hopefully we'll see a flow of Scottish salmon into Brazil. I think they spend something like a billion dollars a year on salmon or that category of fish. It's huge. Uh, We just get in there. So, Spencer, given that we've left the EU, I mean, are, are there any trade barriers that uh, Scottish companies should be aware of in terms of trading with uh, Latin America and the Caribbean? That's a fantastic question, right? Because there was a bit of uncertainty as we were leaving. I mean, the good news is that we rolled over all of the agreements that we had with the European Union. So it's exactly the same as what we had before in terms of access. And actually, within our region, we're negotiating a new agreement with Mexico. I think is really exciting and that will help make it easier to do to do business. And then we, we're joining the CPTPP, which is this Pacific Alliance trade deal. And that's Mexico, Peru and Chile. So that's actually going to make it a bit easier for our businesses. I mean, here in Mexico, we're, we're further reducing tariffs on things like chicken, pork, beef. And so that's all good news for us. And then the other upside is because we've now got our own agreements, we have to sit down once a quarter or every six months to check that it's all working. And through that channel, we then get to ask for more things. You know, well, actually, if you fix this this barrier, we can bring more investment. We can we can do more trades. So actually, uh, it's it's helpful for us that we've got these these new pegs, these new tools to try and push more access. I mean, fintechs are a really interesting one. That's not part of a a trade deal, but we've been working with governments to create markets so that our fintechs can come in. So yeah, barriers-wise, we're, we're in a good place, and hopefully, we'll just get better and better access. But I think for, for, for Scottish businesses, you don't need to necessarily look at those barriers. First, you want to look at: is there a market? Can I can I get in there? And then, do I want to invest the time? So, in the next year or two, there's going to be elections in in Argentina and Mexico. How, how would you describe the political situation in in the region? So, yeah, I mean, there are, there are a lot of countries, there are a lot of elections and, you know, governments change. And sometimes that, that impacts on their policies in terms of how much they might want um, foreign investment in a particular sector. But you know, generally, all of these countries, they want help bringing technologies and um, bringing investment to grow the economies, to, to, to serve their, their, um, their people's needs. So it's generally a very open open door. And business to business just carries on, right? Even where we see there's a new government and it's a bit of a shock, if business carries on, people need to supply goods and services. But that's the sort of thing that we can talk to companies about to reassure them that, you know, even if there's a new government, despite the headlines, life continues, business goes on, and there should be opportunities for companies. Practical steps. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you and get some help and some advice, what, what should they do now? Firstly, hunt me down on LinkedIn, Spencer Mahoney. I don't think there are, there are many of us on, on LinkedIn. You know, connect, and I'd be happy to, to pass you with one of our team. If you're a business already working with Scottish Development International, I'm sure your local advisor would be delighted to, to pass you to our team. But, um, yeah, get in touch. We'll set up a call, understand a bit more about what you do, and then think about where can we match that to some, some business demand in, in our region. Well, it's been brilliant to, to hear from you, Spencer. Thanks very much, and good luck with all the work you're doing out there. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to chat. And I hope we see some of the Scottish businesses coming over soon. Thanks very much to Spencer and thank you for listening. We'll be back with the third episode exploring trade opportunities for Scottish businesses in Latin America and the Caribbean. And remember that if you would like to find out more, you can simply email the international markets team at exportsupport.latac at fcdo.gov.uk. And you can also find that email address in the show notes. Bye for now. 
To find out more about the Scottish Business Network, simply visit sbn.scot.